beautiful people. Welcome to Chronicles Abroad. It's a podcast show that uses travel to highlight stories of personal growth. So each week we'll spotlight the stories of courageous world travelers, creative wanderers, and digital nomads who share their incredible experiences of the world through their eyes. If you like traveling, this is what you need. So tune in. Beautiful people, welcome to Chronicles Abroad. I'm Francis. I'm Nubia. And we are chatting with Bernadette Anat. Hey, hey. Bernadette, how are you? So good. How are you folks? Fabulous. Thank you for joining us. Yes. yes. We're like super excited to talk to you because your story is actually pretty freaking cool. I'm Thank excited you. to talk to you because you're funny as shit. Yeah, you are funny. That girl. <laughs> you are you hilarious. Like really set it up. I gotta pull it out. It's 9 a.m. Singapore, and I gotta like, I gotta, I gotta bring good stuff. No pressure, it's fine. The bar has been raised, Bernard. Don't disappoint us, okay? <laughs> we want to see some of that, that, that exuberant energy that you just have, girl. You are dope. So let's get started. Yeah. So Bernadette, Berna, as she likes to be called, uh, paid off fifty thousand dollars in loans, saved up uh, a year's worth of of funds to travel the world with her and her fiance, right? So Ooh, boyfriend. Boyfriend, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I saw a video I that said like, you were engaged or something, but I don't know. Mm, oh no, that's I was pretending to be. Oh we're like, we have a big announcement and we're not engaged and we're not pregnant. So everybody ah, was confused. Okay. So like, what could you possibly be announcing then? It's like there's more we're things people can do in the world. That's than true. Get engaged or get pregnant. That's true. That, we agree with that. Mm-hmm. I was specifically like we're not getting engaged because I want to travel the world with you first and see what's up. It's I a love good, it. it's a good, it's a good gauge of a person. I think that's smart. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So let's. I don't even know where to be. There's so many angles, but like, let's start with how did you make the decision? Because you had said when you had met your uh, boyfriend, you guys were like, okay, we both into travel. How can we make this happen? So can you just take us back how that all got started? Yes. So. Peter, my boyfriend, and I uh, met a little over two years ago, and we both had traveled before. He was in the Peace Corps. I had studied abroad and traveled a lot for work. And we had both expressed a desire to travel a lot more before the quote-unquote settling down period. It was one of those relationships where it's like we met each other and we're like, okay, this could get really serious really fast. Let's make life decisions together. Yay. And so... He was just like, I really would want to just travel a lot indefinitely before I settle down anywhere. And I was like, me too. And he was like, I have a bunch of student loans. And I was like, me too. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, do you think we can get rid of them before we do this whole travel around the world thing? And at first we we're like, that would be funny and cute. Let's just do the numbers in a funny and cute way to see if we could like do this funny and cute thing. And then we realized when he calculated what he got monthly, what I calculated what I got monthly. And we sort of worked backwards to see like, okay, if we paid off our student loans in six months, in eight months, in a year, what would that look like for our budgets? And then we we settled on a timeline of about, I think, 12 or 13 months from that point, we would be able to pay off all of our student loans if we stuck to a very strict budget. We were like, oh, snap, I think we can do this. It was such a crazy moment where we're like, ha, 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 oh, shit, this is a reality. 
So let me um, get this straight. So you guys did this like within the first eight months of your relationship? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I want to say within the first like six or seven months. It was yeah. I don't even know. It was one of those things where like we meet each other and we're like, even if and I, I was thinking thinking in the back of my head, like, even if my life capital L doesn't work out with this person, we're both doing something amazing with each other and for each other, you know, like sitting down and calculating how to get rid of our student loans and how to do this amazing thing in our lives. So I figured there's nothing to lose there. And we just so happened to look at our financial situation and the sacrifices we can make and go, oh my gosh, we could do this. And it would actually be really fun to do it together. So let's just try it. We have nothing and that's to the lose. hardest part though, is the financials. A lot of people don't want to give their salary information or talk about money. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, yes. a year or two in their relationship. Right. They usually don't even do that until it's ready to move in together or something of yes. that sort. Or sometimes they get married and it's like they got money problems, right? Yes. They're not dance no more. They got no skin. Cardi B. Oh my, anyway. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh-huh. that's cool that you guys did that. Yes, and look what absolutely. happened. You're debt free. We're debt free. I mean, Woo! that would have been my worst nightmare. Like you just mm, said, mm, I was. Mm, oh, yeah, let's do a dance real quick. Mm, mm, dance, dance, <laughs> I was just DMing with a friend who was like, "Girl, I just got debt free. I paid off like one hundred fifty thousand dollars in student loans." I was like, "I wish I could throw you a party because, I mean, not to sound salty, but we're always out here throwing each other engagement parties, pregnant like baby parties, other thing parties." which are amazing and beautiful, but we should really be celebrating when each other gets debt-free. It's yeah, a huge accomplishment. Seriously. Mm, it's that's like, a huge accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. And it takes so much work, years of work. So, yeah, we definitely did a lot of celebrating and a lot of dancing when it but happened. But you guys but did it in a short amount of time. We did it pretty short. Yeah, I think it took about 10 or, uh, I want to say 10 to 12 months from when we decided to do it, which it felt long at the time. But then when we finally did it, we're like... <gasps> It was, it felt like a blink, you know, we just had to really be sacrificial and yeah. sort of one track minded for about a year, but we knew why we were doing it. And it was fun to talk about why we were doing it. So anytime somebody was like, let's go to the club or like Vegas this weekend, or let's all go to Cabo San Lucas on this like ridiculous, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, anytime somebody was like, ah, let's make this crazy financially ridiculous decision. We're like, no, 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 no. You see. We are preserving ourselves, one, for our student loans, and two, so we can do this for a year and not just for, you know, three days out of the year. Love it. And look at you. Now you're, like, in Singapore. You were in New Zealand. You were in Bali and all this stuff. So it pays off to just put your nose down to the grind and just focus. It really, really does. And the nice thing was we had a lot of supportive family and friends. You know, once we were sort of describing to people we're wanting to pay off our debt, we're wanting to travel the world... Uh, people backed off on us on asking us to go on all these trips or making us feel bad because we didn't want to go out for a night or we didn't like want to go camping all weekend and spend a ton of money. But I mean, thank goodness for our family and friends who are super supportive as well. That's what's up. So you guys finally see that zero, 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 right? Mm, Yeah. It was so so delicious. (laughs) And I saw that video too. That was, I, I just, I was like, oh man, I love it. It was so good. It was, it was probably one of the most emotional things we filmed because it was the culmination of all that work. So yeah, that was a blast. So you're sitting there, you're like, we're done. Cut the cord. Mm -hmm. What's next? And you're like, okay, now let's do this travel thing. Why New Zealand? Oh, great question. 
Yes, New Zealand was our first stop. We, we were in New Zealand for three months, but before that, we both just looked at each other like, where have you not been? He had done, like I said, he did Peace Corps and I traveled a lot for work. We both had never been to New Zealand and we had heard so much from different friends who had backpacked in New Zealand, who car camped in New Zealand, that it's just a great jumping off point for long-term travel or travel that lasts more than one or two weeks. And so we just went for it. I mean, it was really this feeling of like, I don't know, let's just buy a ticket and land and figure it out. And we, it was one way ticket. We had no plans on when we were leaving or what exactly we'd be doing while we were there. We just sort of went for it. And we wanted to keep that spirit of like, "Mm, we'll see. I love it. Specifically because, you know, we are not married. We have no kids. We have no mortgage. We have no debt. There will not be another time in our lives that we can make decisions like this. And so moving forward, it's going to need to be a lot more calculated because of adult responsibilities. So we're like, you know what? Let's just keep it loose simply because we can keep it loose. And we planned a little bit. We did some uh, farming work. We did some volunteer while we were out there. Uh, but we mostly, I mean, the entire three months we were there, we were just like, I don't know, what do you want to do today? I don't know, what do you want to do next week? It was a really cool feeling of freedom. So is that the first time that you found yourself being or feeling that free? Because often folks are very like, I have this plan, and then A plus B equals C. Yeah, and now it's... you're like, what is C? And what is A? <laughs> what is B? <laughs> like, how did that what feel for you? It was, what is math? What, what, who am I and what is this? Honestly, it gave me a lot of anxiety at first because I'm the kind of person that really likes structure and really likes plans. And uh, I had just gotten into going to therapy right before we went traveling, which I highly recommend if anyone's ever considering it. It was so wonderful. But my therapist was like, there are people who just need a backpack to travel and there are people who need a map. And Berna, you're the kind of person that's like desperate for a map at all times. You always are trying to draw the map. You're trying to look at the map and recheck the map. And she was like, your biggest challenge on this trip is to not have a map and to let go of the concept of a map and to just know that like I have in my backpack, I have in my brain, in my soul, what I need to survive. I have a great partner and to just trust that. So initially that came with a lot of anxiety on my part. Yeah, and sure. in the first couple of months, um, poor Peter had to endure me always being like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Why? What does it mean? And then what about after that? What about 10 days after that? And that actually... The only reason that stopped is because it just got so tiring. I tired myself out being like, plan, 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 plan. And when I saw the trip sort of unfold, all the best things that happened were the mostly unplanned things. So uh, traveling for me has been like a a peeling off the layers process, like unlearning what I thought made me great or unlearning what I thought were things that are unchangeable in me. Like, I'm a planner. I'm a mapper. I like to do this and there's no other way to do it. Traveling has been like, Traveling just sort of hit me upside the head, being like, that is not the only way to live. Not only that, but like, if you lean too hard into that, you're going to hurt yourself. So you need to expand horizons. You know, we're more than just travel. We provide tips, resources, and hacks for the curious traveler in you. So whether you're a lover of travel or just someone who is ready for a change, we have something for everyone. So let me just ask you this one question. It goes back to New Zealand, right? So mm-hmm. you pay off this debt. Most people would look at the most inexpensive place to go. Mm-hmm. You guys decided to go to one of the most expensive places to go, yes, even you though you were debt free. So how did you make that decision? Because typically, like I said, most people are like, how, where can I go to stretch my money the fathers? 
Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. And most people head to Southeast Asia, which is where we are now. The reason we're in Southeast Asia is because we learned our lesson from New Zealand. So ah, we just <laughs> we decided on New Zealand being like fun and fancy free, seems cool, mountains, glaciers, let's do it. And we also decided on New Zealand because the wolfing community is so is so intense there. So wolfing is uh, it stands for Willing Workers on Organic Farms, yep. and it's a program that anybody can sign up for uh, to literally volunteer on farms, on vineyards, and you you work in exchange for room and board. And so we figured, let's just woof all over New Zealand because it cuts the, cuts the cost so much. Uh, we did do that, and we also mixed it with a good amount of regular tourism, and that's when it got really expensive. So we just didn't, we didn't woof and volunteer as much as we wanted to. But if we were really dedicated to it, we could have woofed the entire time. People can woof the people can and do woof for like six months, a year, years out there, and not spend a ton of money. But I mean, I still it took me a while to sort of shake off the vacationer because the vacationer in me still wanted to be like, let's pay four hundred dollars to do a heli hike up a glacier, and then let's pay three hundred dollars to go blackwater rafting. Found out immediately that that is unsustainable, which is why we are in Southeast Asia right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also in one of the most expensive parts of Southeast Asia. I mean, am I making our decisions here? Yeah. I, you guys I gotta heard. question your judgment here, Brenda. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, okay? Because this is a good segue into Felicia's wallet. Tell yes. us a little bit about that, because the videos oh, are yeah. super helpful, and they're, like, super and entertaining as well. freaking hilarious. So, oh, thank you. Yes, welcome. of course. So Felicia's Wallet is what I started uh, to even go on this whole trip and to pay off my debt. So Felicia's Wallet is this, I call it a financial journal. It's basically this Google Doc that I started to keep track of every dollar that I spend every time I got a paycheck. And it turned into the sort of budget system that I started sharing with people through YouTube and a little bit through Instagram. Um, I called it Felicia's wallet because the buy Felicia thing was still happening at the time. And I saw this meme that was like, I'm trying to, what is it? it was, yeah, I saw this meme that was like, I want to live Felicia's life. We're always saying goodbye to her. She must be always going somewhere interesting. And I was like, if she's always going somewhere interesting, I want Felicia's wallet. Like what's her money look like? I don't know. So I'm just going to name it Felicia's wallet. Money management to me before I started Felicia's wallet was like spreadsheets and like really dry, just tables and math to follow and I hated that I'm I was definitely not I am still not a numbers person at all so I started journaling because I love words and I've journaled my entire life so every time I got a paycheck I literally I journaled out the numbers and I journaled my feelings about the numbers and what I want to do with it and it ended up really really helping me and so I figured this is actually these are things that I could really share with people so I started making YouTube videos about how I built Felicia's wallet how to budget how I started to get rid of debt how I started to uh, buy free flights using credit card points. And it's, I mean, it's very early days right now. I only have like four or five videos up, but it's been received really well by the people who've seen it. And I think the most encouraging thing too is I'm finding that my audience is overwhelmingly women of color. Women of color are just coming in droves and commenting and liking and asking for more information. And so to me, I've, I'm, I feel new to the sort of personal finance game, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's all us. It's all brown people out here. Like, wow, we need to give each other this information and empower each other because we're obviously hungry for it. So I've just been building off of that and doing that as much as I can while I travel. Yeah. I mean, it's great because people of color are not known to have the information as their counterparts growing up. That financial education 
understanding the loans, understanding budgeting and all that stuff. So I'm not surprised that they are coming to you in droves. Yeah. It makes sense. Yep. yep, absolutely. I think one of the reasons I became so passionate about Felicia's wallet is because I realized I'm teaching myself all the things that I never got to learn growing up as a child of you know first generation immigrants. There's a lot that my family had to do just to sacrifice and get the bare bones meaning they didn't get to teach me about saving. They didn't get to teach me about how a credit card works or credit card points or credit card scores. They didn't get to teach me about loans. And so I had to, and so I had to, and a lot of my peers have to learn that ourselves. And so the more that we can share that information, because my story is the same as millions of other young Mm -hmm. people out there. So the more that we can share that information and empower each other and sort of fill in the gaps from what we didn't learn, the more powerful we can all be. I mean, money is, money is an incredibly powerful thing. So outside of Felicia's wallet, you have so many other little things going on, right? So I'm on your website, I'm checking out your blog post, and one totally resonated with me the most. How to prioritize your mm -mm life, your MF (laughs) life. (laughs) That was a good one. I know it. Yes, yes. That was dope. And then you mentioned the Warren Buffett's 525. Can you break that down a little bit for our listeners? I love this. Go for it. Yes, absolutely. So I learned about Warren Buffett's 525 rule through uh, my co-host. I produce a podcast called Ticket to Blog with a woman named Gemma Patterson, who's a blogger. And she told me about Warren Buffett's 525 rule, which is if you are sort of like lost in terms of priorities, you don't know what's important to you, or you're having a sort of hazy time thinking of what to focus on, sit down and list out the 25 things that are the most important to you. Just list and list and list. Um, if you go past 25, great. Just I would give yourself like a solid 10 minutes, just list out all the things. Get to 25 and then start crossing things out. Get to get to 20, cross more things out, get to 10. Cross things out until you get to five, the five most, absolute most important things to you. And I mean, the way it was, the way it was taught to me, it was like, keep the five in your palm, remind yourself of the five all the time everything else completely ignore it uh or promise yourself you won't try to add anything to the five until you take take care of the five first which is an extremely hard thing to do because i mean for people like me like i said people who want the map all the time you're passionate about a million things and you want to touch a million things and you want to get involved in a million things but the fact of the matter is there are only so many hours in a day and there's only so much energy like in your body so focusing on the top five things that come to you really, really narrows down for me where I want to spend my money, narrows down how I want to spend my time, and narrows down what bothers me, too. When I think about something that irritates me in the day, sometimes I'll be like, is it in my top five? Okay, no, I'm just cranky. I'm just hungry. I'm just thirsty. That really doesn't bother me. I just dehydrated what it is. (laughs) So it's just an awesome way to sort of narrow down what's important to you, not just to hold that up, but to be able to like keep your sanity and keep your brain free. I love that because it's a, it's a reminder. And I was thinking, I was like, when I started my journey of traveling abroad, I realized I'm like, wait, I'm kind of doing the same thing I was doing in the States. Wait, let's rewind and go back to what it really was that I came out here to do. And all mm-hmm. my decisions need to be based off of those things. And I had that aha moment like a couple of weeks ago, like, oh my goodness, I like totally veered off what I wanted to do. And I need to like refocus. So it is important because that is your compass. That's where all your decisions are governed. So I, I think that's that's a great process. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when we travel, it's really easy, at least if you decide to go into long-term travel, 
for the first time, it takes a while to understand what the heck you're doing. Like, yeah. it, it takes a while to get your bearings and your legs under you to even go like, oh, I'm not going home after a couple of weeks and to go, oh, that's, that's where my toothbrush is and that's where you get toilet paper and that's how we take out money and this is the currency exchange. I've realized talking to other travelers that that sort of getting used to it period varies so much. It could be a couple of weeks. It could be a few months. For us, it was like solid four or five months. And so uh, I think we have to also remember to be nice to ourselves when it comes to getting used to things like that and have no shame in the fact that it took us months to be like, hola, hola, hola. What did we just spend our money on? That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, girl. That's, that's an eye-opening experience. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, oh, man, why'd I do and that? And you said it best when you said long-term travel is a thousand decision fights between what you should do what you want to do all day, every day. Oh my God. It's totally that. And it's all, it's, it's what you want to do. And then what a thousand people are telling you to do. I mean, when you travel, people get very excited for you and like friends and family want to give you all kinds of opinions. People have been to Thailand, people have been to New Zealand. And so everyone's drawing up all these lists of things that you should do. And then you're meeting other travelers and they're like, Oh my God, I dropped $600 on this helicopter hike. And then Fox, you know, the Franz Joseph Glacier, but it was the best thing I've ever done. And I would do it four more times. And so you feel so much pressure to like make the best of your time. Yeah. When, like you're saying, it's really about like, hold on, hold on, what do I want to do? What do I want to get out of this? I'm the one going to bed at night with my thoughts and my memories. Like, how do I make me happy as opposed to like make the gram happy or make my family happy or, you know, how do I focus on myself? Which is very, it sounds very selfish, but you need that kind of like, you need that like, huh, cleansing moment or else you're just going to be out here spending money on every possible thing someone yells at you about. Yeah, it's not selfish. It's just, you come first because... From there, everything else, you know, is taken care of. Yes, total, total agreement. That's a little hard to get used to, too. But yeah, yeah. Sure. self-care is so important when you're traveling. Self-care is queen, really. Like if you if you I'm realizing if you don't take care of yourself, you could burn through weeks and weeks of traveling and never feel like you're anywhere. Never feel like anything touched you because you're just like burnt out it's such travel or burnout is such a real thing i'm sure you guys know well yeah and everybody's definition of what it means for self-care is two different things right when i was in the state self-care to me was like get your nails and toes done and stuff like that now in thailand i'm like i need a full body massage i need you get what i'm saying it's meditation a meditation center yeah yes. i need to go to the flotation device and goes float i need to go you know dip myself in mud Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yes. meditate all types yeah. of different stuff for self-care. rub flowers in yeah. my temples and mm, all that but it's a more of a mental self-care instead of yes. a physical self-care yep. and they are two different things and yes yep. the physical can help enhance the mental but there's nothing like tapping into the mental self-care yeah, all that spiritual yeah. stuff matters yes oh yeah. my gosh yeah. I mean, we just spent a month in bali i mean it was just pouring the spiritual stuff over our heads for a month in ubud and it's funny because when I got there, I was like, okay, with the spiritual stuff. All right. Like, it's all Westerners coming in here like, ah, namaste. But I'm like, you're from Philly. Stop it. You're from Boston. Don't do that to me right now. Don't play like, me right now. Don't play me. Like, you went to college with my friends. Stop. With your beads. And, yeah, <laughs> and your full lot crystals. Do you even know, know what crystal. kind of crystal that is? Well, okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay. What are you doing? What kind of, do you even know what you're chanting? Spell that word. You don't know what you're talking about. But it also took me a while to realize that, like, everybody's journey to self-care is different. And everybody's sort of way to def define what is good for them is different as well. I was talking about this with my partner that 
sometimes it's hard for me to stop being judgmental when I see other people on their traveling journey and their self-care journey, you know, like, especially being in Bali. I mean, it's like we were just saying, it's so hard not to roll my eyes when I like pass by women who are like, I just, I have this shadow in my soul and I have to like microcosm of the, I eat flowers every Wednesday. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> it's okay, girl, we're in pie right now. Yeah. Pie, pie super hippie. And if anybody oh, has been to pie, so with this morning, we're talking about the millennials that are out here just walking around pie barefoot. Hair the earthing all, thing, you know? Hair's getting all naughty mm. and they're trying to build this whole, they got beads dripping from they them. They got the dreadlocks. <laughs> and Francis is like, isn't that funny how they're trying to go back to like how our ancestors lived, like walking the earth? And I was like, but our ancestors actually walked on earth, right? Like actual physical dirt. They're walking on bullshit, like... <laughs> concrete and people like shit on and stuff i'm like get the hell out of here put some shoes on it <laughs> come on like come on y'all yes it's actually super chill here though a little it's bit. very it's chill. chill it's really it's it's a different vibe than ubud very different Hi. vibe but yeah but it, it's super chill but it's it's very hip it's very woodstocky yeah there we go woodstock, woodstock there we go yes <laughs> well see it's that's the kind of thing where like it's so easy for me to walk around somewhere like Ubud or probably like Pi and the first voice that comes out of my head is like, Ugh, y'all, stop it. You stop it, you stop it, you stop it. Like, <laughs> That's again, what I mean. We were just doing that today. In suburban Chicago. Like stop. Right? Yeah. yeah, but but it's also like uh, it took me a while in Ubud to go like, you know what? These people are on their self care journey. Exactly. If these people are taking care of themselves and they are finding what they need to find in a place like Ubud or Pi. And honestly, they're like not back home terrorizing people and they're not back home hurting themselves and they're not back home acting out in a way that, that they wouldn't find the healing here. Then like, do your work do you your boo. way. Do you. Do, do you, you, boo. Do you. Yeah. And it's also like, why, like it, it's a mirror back on myself, right? It's like, why am I so judgmental? What, what do I have to work for? Like, dang, maybe I should go to yoga. Maybe I should get some beef. <laughs> maybe you should be namaste all day long. <laughs> There's some namaste needing to happen for me. Dang, okay. Yeah, for sure. So we talked about your road to being debt free. We talked about Felicia's wallet, your journey to New Zealand, and your website blog. Now let's get into your podcast. You started a podcast mm. recently called Ticket, Ticket to, to blog. blog. Number two. Number yes. two. Thank you. Number two. <laughs> With Gemma Patterson, who is absolutely amazing, by the way. She is awesome. Can you tell our listeners, how did you fall into this podcast game? Oh my gosh. I think the way that I fell into this podcast is just a shining testimonial to shoot your shot. Like just send the cold email, get in the DMs, like call the person secretary, just shoot your shot. If you admire somebody or if you are dreaming of an opportunity and you're like, there's no way for me to get there. So I'm just going to throw this Hail Mary. Ah, um, Gemma Patterson, who's now my co-host is, I just followed her travel blog for the longest time which is called Half the Clothes. Um, I loved her super honest, very sort of bare bones advice. And as I was preparing for this round the world trip, I found one of her articles that I really loved. And I was just like, oh, it would just be so cool to be friends with her before I went on this trip. So I just emailed her and I was like, you know what? I just want to tell you, thank you so much for your honest voice on this. Here are all the reasons I love this article. I'm going to be keeping your voice like in my backpack as I go on this trip miraculously she emailed me back we started getting to a conversation about what it's like to travel long term for the first time and she was the one who was like hey you know more people should be listening to a conversation like this because there's a lot more 
of you out there who are starting to travel or want to learn how to travel a long time and document it, why don't we just turn this into a podcast? And of course I was like, on the surface, I was like, that's cool. I could totally like do a podcast with you. <laughs> ah, like, that's chill. So chill. And, but on the inside, I was like, oh my God, my travel guru love like wants to do a podcast and is absolutely freaking out slash like hardcore imposter syndrome came in to the left left stage left being like ha 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 you're not worth this what are you doing doing a podcast with a huge blogger but <laughs> both of those things battled it out but eventually we were like let's just do this neither of us knew what the hell we were doing we didn't know how to start a podcast or what the first thing like what the first step would even be so thankfully she started this 28 day podcast challenge which i believe is that how chronicles of press started as well no. no, it's oh, uh, just kidding. Yeah, we just dove in. We just we're like, <laughs> let's just do this, and then we thought too hard about it for too long, and then we're like, you know, I just freaking launched the thing. We're both researchers. <laughs> I'll research, you'll read to death, and we just like overanalyze. I'm like, I can't, overload. I can't do it anymore. Let's just do it, okay? <laughs> Who cares? It was just like, what's the best equipment? How should we go about this? How should we do this? And, and what are the analytics? Like, and I'm all about numbers. I'm like, what do the analytics say? And what? Are, ah. Anyway, it got yeah. to the point where it was just like, fuck it, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And but that's so powerful. You know, evolving as it goes. Oh, awesome. Yeah, exactly. You could really get in your own way if you research and yeah. you read way too much because you want it to be perfect. I think one of the wonderful things that has come out of Ticket to Vlog for me is that Gemma is a doer. She's about the numbers, but she's also about to like, eh, let's just do it. She's, even if it's not going to be perfect, let's just push it out. Let's just publish it. Let's just whatever. Who really cares? And I'm like, Oh no, but it's a, it's a precious baby and needs to be needs to be that's polished so and painted. I need that's to how I am, her. and that's how yes. she is. And I'm like, no, well, <laughs> but wait a minute, let me go and research the ten reasons why. <laughs> I know myself sometimes. I'm like, you and know, I be side eyeing like whatever, Francis. <laughs> Exactly. Just make sure we pull that goddamn trigger by this time, please. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, you need, you either need to be each other. I think you need to just be each other's sort of voice of, like, stop it. Put it down. It's Relax. definitely a yin and yang. That's the best thing about having a co-host is, like, you just work off of each other. You know what I'm saying? I'm the little crazy carefree one. And she's the, but let's, let's just reel this in and let's get the information. And that's great for our listeners because... She comes from a practical sense. I come from a, hey, get your ticket and come home. <laughs> you know what I mean? You so. need that mix. I mean, you'll both bring in different voices, different flavors that a yeah. wider variety of people will latch onto, which is really good. And then, I mean, it's, I almost wish there was like a, a podcast about like what it is to make a podcast, which I'm sure exists because like podcasts on podcasts on podcasts out there these days. But like, <laughs> it's it's hard to portray to people like how how much podcasters learn when they're creating their own podcast. Like how much you folks I'm sure have learned about yourselves, mm-hmm. about your working mm-hmm. habits. And when you have a co-host, it's like they're a mirror to you. Like you don't realize how much of a perfectionist you are. Or for me, I didn't realize how much a perfectionist I was until Gemma was like, calm down. <laughs> You're being crazy right now. I was like, oh my God, I'm being crazy right now. No one has ever told me that this is wild. I should really have a co-host in life. Like this is cool. But Anyway, we stumbled yeah. into that and just started, like you said, we just started pulling the trigger, just started going for it and, and putting out episodes that we thought were that we thought were interesting, having conversations that we thought were interesting, and people started just following on and, and becoming fans. Yeah, it's really good. And, and what's great about it, not only because your two personalities work off of each other, the no BS kind of like, listen, okay, 
don't know, you may know, just do it kind of thing. But it's really practical advice if you're looking to head in that industry, the blogging world, the freelancing, all that stuff. So I love it, and I recommend anyone who wants to do that to really check it out. I've gotten a lot of nuggets off of it, so... Thank you. you Thank you so, so much. So tune in for Francis's blog. First, you look like a rapper. I was like, is she about to spit bars or something? <laughs> I'm like, stop it. I have it. a player Cardi exercise. B with oh, Namaste mixed my in. girl. Okay. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. I'm on yeah, that Cardi so... B wagon. But anyway, that's just... That was no, no, no. That, let's... Let's let's give a moment to Cardi B because I, it's funny because we spent the last month in Ubud, but I was listening to Invasion of Privacy nonstop in my headphones. And like putting Ubud next to Invasion of Privacy is so funny. I bet. It's just like calmness, <laughs> namaste. And in my head, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, money bag. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Knock down nine times, but I get up ten. And everyone around me is just like, namaste, namaste. Oh, well, listen, girls, this is crazy, cool. right? So check this out. So the morning routine for this one over here, and I'm sorry for throwing it out here. She'd be like, okay, I got to meditate. She'll be in her room meditating for a little while. The next thing you know, she'd be like, good morning. And it's Cardi going on in the background. I'd be like, <laughs> yo, if you want some inspiration, Cardi B is like the, the ratchet Beyonce. If you want some inspiration... Cardi B be like, yo, go out there and go get this money. Or, you know, go out there and just make your dreams come true. No, if you listen to the lyrics, that's really what she's saying. Don't let anybody stop your hustle. And I get pumped. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can do this. I can, you know, it's just my little motivation, you know. As she's getting ready for the gym, she'd be like, this should be at the gym like, You get into your head. That's like that's why I love Cardi B so much. It's, she's hugely motivational because she's honest about like I used to be a stripper. People think that I was a prostitute. I wasn't, but I had to do what I had to do, and here I am. Like I love that she's just like I don't know. I'm just out here taking pictures with Beyonce. Isn't it crazy? Like I made this. You're just like ah, I can make something out of myself too. Like, she's like she's like a cheerleader in a way. And it's funny to hear that other people are in different corners of the world, even if you're in like quiet beautiful thailand or quiet beautiful Ubud that we're in like our home stays in the corner of our rooms like yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. crumping to ourselves and Wait, can you do that one more time oh my god my i can't even do it right me in the corner. she shoot her shot she she shooting her shot though right she she shot her shot she shot her shot shot her shot for years over and over and she's like she's in the spotlight and you can't help but be inspired by somebody like that which is why i crump for her I come for her in my soul anytime that I can. Same. So the message, this podcast today is going to be called Shoot Your Shot. Yep. Shoot Your Shot. shot Because that's the message. I mean, you want to pay off your student loan, shoot your shot and go for it, right? You want to meet your mentor or somebody that you really admire, shoot your shot. You want to, you got a crush on somebody, shoot your shot. Shoot your shot. You want to leave the U.S. and come abroad? Shoot, shoot your, your shot, shot and give us a call. Shoot your shot. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's we're at a unique time in our lives as young people that you can shoot your shot. And if it goes terribly, you can still recover. If it goes terribly, you've got like, hopefully you've got like great friends and loved ones who can like rub you on the back and be like, you shot your shot. It's cool. You're fine. And I would say, I mean, it's sort of the bias of having done it. I'm sure you, you folks feel the same way. Like nine times out of the ten, you shoot your shot and something amazing happens. Sometimes yeah. it's not even what you thought it would be. Yeah. But yeah. something incredible happens just because you decided to like, you know what? Ugh, I'm just gonna try it. I'm just gonna pull the trigger. Let's see what happens. Sometimes you dodge the bullet. 
Because you think you want something and then you you go for it and you're like, this isn't what I really want. Like, never mind. But if you never mm-hmm. shot your shot, you would have never known. Yeah. Exactly. Shooting your shot is about taking action either way because that moves your life forward. So I love that as a title. I agree. Cosign. <laughs> she said cosign. <laughs> so with all of these wonderful things going on, what's next? Yeah. What's next is we are going to leave Singapore in a couple of days. One, because this was just a visa run. We had to leave uh, Bali every 30 days and then come back. So and also, I can't live in Singapore. It's way too expensive. Yeah. Unless I lived in this, like, scary space pod for the rest of my life. Like, <laughs> I gotta go. What's next is we're going back to Bali for a couple of weeks to do the outer islands. Everyone keeps talking about these beautiful, mm-hmm. smaller outer islands that are really great uh, just for beaching and relaxing. You going to Gilly? I'm going to, yes, Gilly awesome. Air and Lombok, which supposed, those are supposed to be the, like, oh, you have to, must, yeah. must, must see it. I spent three um, weeks in Gilly, uh, tea, Gilly tea. I was in Gilly Mino. Really? Yeah. But they're very close to each yes. other. Very close. You can do all three, actually. Yeah. Cool, cool. Because what I've been hearing a lot, too, is, I don't know if this is an happy part of the podcast, but I've been hearing a lot that, like, you can spend a few days there, but it's really small and it gets boring, so you should hop around. Um, so we're going to try to do yeah. that for a couple of weeks, see how long it takes before we're, like... We're city people, so we're like, ah, we might want to be somewhere. Then you want to be on t- um, Gilly T. T. Yeah, Gilly Mino. Oh, yeah, Gilly Mino. There's absolutely nothing to do. It's, if you want, yeah. if you want complete like silence and seclusion, and right, yeah. so stay on Gilly T, eat, party, and all that kind of stuff, and then go over to Gilly Mino and go um, Gilly Air and just relax for a little bit. relaxation. Yeah, and gotcha. check out Nusa Padita. Oh yeah, check out Ahmad. Oh, we just came from Amman. Oh my okay. God. The snorkeling there was, well, that's what made us go like, we got to keep going. Like we have to go look at all these smaller islands. We'll yeah. see how long we last there. Of course, we still haven't planned that part out yet. We're just going to show up. But the plan after that is to go to Vietnam. And we've been really loving staying in one more central place and kind of taking day trips out from there, but having like a month of just staying in one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and like slow travel. Exactly that. We're really finding that that's our vibe. We did not travel slowly in New Zealand. It was like every 12 hours we're in a different place. And at the end of it, we had lots of stories, but no energy and no like way to recollect or process what happened. So hopefully Vietnam, somewhere in Vietnam for a solid month and then travel around there. And that's all the plans we have so far. I love it. Just do you, boo. Yeah. I mean, we don't, just do plan out the next 20 years. Yes, exactly. Um, again, the mapper in my head, I'm like, shut up. Shut up. You're going to ruin this for me. He's like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Take a vacation. God. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that you're going to chronicle the rest of your journeys because you have a very exciting like life. That's actually kind of dope. And you're not doing it the traditional way, right, of the backpacker sense. You have a partner who you're kind of rolling with, and a lot of people do it as a solo or a solo traveler. It's kind of cool to see the, I, I would say the, the dynamic between you two. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god, you learn. I mean, you know, you learn so much about a person when you travel. Mm-hmm. So much, uh, and it's it, you get to the, all the ends of the spectrum of just like I hate this and I hate you and like oh my god I couldn't live without you this is crazy um and you sort of find a fun medium balance but it's I'm so grateful to have him around to balance me out and the poor thing has to listen to my Cardi B crumping he has to listen to my talking myself down from being a planner like just all of it but he looks like he's a sh- he looks like he just shoots the shit with you he's just like you know just gonna roll with it 
right. He just goes with it. Yeah. Goes with it. <laughs> yeah, in my last Felicia's Wallet video, I had to film it in the car, and he's like, I'll just be here. I don't think you can see him in the corner in the back, like, reading his Kindle. Just like, babe, just do you. I'm going to put my head. He has his earplugs. He's like, I'm going to do that. You just do me. And just whatever. He rolls with it. Yeah. Oh, travel it's hard to travel with somebody who has, like, anxious energy all the time. It's yeah. nice to have somebody who has a more subdued, you know. It just makes it easier. Manner. Yeah. Yeah. So you both can't be on ten. Both can't. Yeah, both can't be on ten. I'd be like, "What do we do? You know, you just you both can't." Yeah, yeah. you'd be building off of each other. It's so funny that the the family that we're staying with in Bali right now, the uh, the wife, her name is Ani. We've been with her for like three or four weeks, and she the other day we're alone in the room. She looks at me and she's like, "So, Peter is very calm for you, isn't he?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." Uh, what are you saying? Yeah. He was like, "She's like that's that's really good." When you meet his family. Do they just sit there and listen to you? Because you have so many stories. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. Exactly oh, the honesty. Yeah, the honesty. I was like, ooh, oh, I feel that. There's the Balinese honesty right into my heart. She was like, it's good that Peter is calm for you. I was like, you're kind of throwing shade at the fact that I'm crazy, but I get it, and I love it, and I respect it. It's totally true. <laughs> That's what's up. So let me ask you, um, now that you are, so yeah, you travel for work and everything else. And now you're kind of doing the slow travel. Anything that's kind of like shocked you since doing it this way versus the way you've done it in the past? Yes. So if you can't tell, I'm a very energetic person. I no. I'm just. <laughs> I it's mean, really what? subtle. I think. <laughs> really keep it on the down low sometimes. <laughs> and then when I start, Cardi B turns on and it makes it really obvious. Yeah, I have a lot of energy and I've always thought of myself as a person with like endless, boundless energy. And I was always so inspired by people who were like, I traveled to 84 countries in 15 minutes. And I was like, I want to do that too. <laughs> 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 we went around. And then we went around New Zealand for three months going somewhere every like 12 hours to three days. And I was exhausted all the time. I was so surprised with how much rest I actually really did need. And how not not so much how much energy I don't have, but how little I give myself rest, and how little I I take care of myself. I think that like this energy is something I have to live up to, and really like I'm a human being that needs to like be plugged in and recharged a lot, especially when you're traveling. Because like you said, traveling is a million zillion decisions all day long, and that's tiring. And so it's really surprised me how much I actually need to care for myself on the road, and how much I need to go. You know what? That like death drop Ferris wheel that's 14 cents in Bali sounds cool, but give me like three days to recuperate before I do something crazy like that. Like, you know, I, I do need to sit down. I'm not going to go out for drinks. I'm not going to go on this crazy adventure. Like I need yeah. to, I need to rest as much as I did probably more than I did when I'm home. That's been very surprising for me. I don't know if you folks have found that as well. Oh girl, I have no fucking FOMO. Do you understand? I used to have be a like, fear. Oh, see you guys like last night. We're like, we're gonna walk the strip. Or it's like, okay, see ya. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I have. I used to have a fear of missing out. So mm. every time I was invited someplace, I used to be like, okay, I have this person's thing. I gotta go here. I gotta go there. And now I just be like, girl, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. Yeah, I, feel like it. I yeah, ain't got Felicia's exactly. wallet. You know, no FOMO here. Yeah, that's good. But because FOMO can exhaust you. Like that's what I found. I think in the first three months is like wanting to go out and inhale the world all at once is awesome. You need that energy to travel for sure. But it's also so important to tell yourself like, but do I care about that? No. You know what I want to do? 
lay in my bed and watch Netflix for three days. And there's a weird sort of guilt that comes with that when you're traveling. Oh, yeah. girl, and eat some Doritos. Yes. And <laughs> taking her back some... to like last <laughs> week. <It's> like... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're describing her actual weekend. Yeah, this is like real live footage. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, yeah. you have to set boundaries. You got to be like, you know what? I'm only going to do this X amount of time, but I need yes. to take time to do this. Yeah. Which yes. is for me. It's interesting because, yes. like, I got to Chiang Mai, and I've lived in Thailand before. I got to Chiang Mai, and I've like never left the house. I'm just, I'm just, I'm enjoying the fact that I'm not in a. Because I was living in Japan, and I was in this tiny apartment, and I'm like, I got this big king size bed now with this big house with ceilings. I'm just enjoying just, just being, being there. Yeah, I just haven't yes. done anything. I was like, oh, you've gone here. I'm like, no, nope, I'm all right, nope, not at all. I got a year, and that's that's. Yeah, exactly. That's the pressure we're talking about is like when you're there. And it's also sort of built in pressure from having vacationed your whole life is like, what are the 45 things I could fit in today? Today. I have to do it now. And then tomorrow there's 46 things. (laughs) I'm just going to go hard. And you want to give yourself those three days. But there's also there was like the running track in my head that's like, but you're in New Zealand. Like, why are you sitting and watching Netflix? You can do that at home. Like, who come on, there's mountains to climb and there's glaciers to touch. You and you have to teach yourself how to get rid of that voice as well just like no but but the my bones in here wants to binge watch netflix so i'm gonna go obey that real quick and new zealand isn't going anywhere no i tell people all the time you can always go back Mm -hmm. there's plenty of places that i've been still because people hit us up all the time and i'm just like yo i don't have this thing figured out you know we went to Krabby, and i totally would go back and do it differently Every time we leave a place, we're like, we could have did that differently. Yeah. <laughs> because you fall into the whole, let's go, you know, you're online looking for the best places. And come to find out all those places are very touristy. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. we leave not feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And being in a place like this where it's just quiet, you're surrounded by greenery and cows, you know, it's just like... Cows. I'm living my best life right now. That's all I need. I'm yeah. chill. That's all you need. Exactly. It takes a while to get to that place where you're like that's the pace that you'd like to set for me world. This is my pace. Pace, Yeah. That's been the sort of a really surprising journey for me of like, even I have my own expectations of what my pace was supposed to be. And climbing down from that has been surprising as well. Of like, you're, you actually can't sustain that for too long. You need to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. Calm down. Got it. So originally you guys were only going to travel for a year. Is that Mm -hmm. still kind of like, are you coming up on that year? We're, the year actually doesn't come up until next January. We left We left the beginning of January this year. And the plan was to always come back for the holidays, like come back to the States and see our family for Thanksgiving and Christmas, recharge, just lay up in bed and watch Netflix for a while, probably. God, we love Netflix. And then hopefully go back out and travel next January. And it's looking like we're, we're going to do that because what we want to do is we're doing sort of all of Asia, Southeast Asia and going up to Japan this year. And then uh, Peter's never been to Europe, so we really want to do Europe next year. And it's looking more likely now because I'm starting to get some freelance work and starting to make a little bit of money while on the road where, you know, previously it was like, all right, we have the savings, it's a balloon, and we're just going to slowly deflate it for the next year and just, just just piss money out little by little. And now we're starting to put money back in that pot, which is nice. So it's looking like we'll be extending our travel a little bit, a little bit past a year hopefully more awesome well we're looking forward to actually seeing all that go down hopefully we can connect some way somehow since we are here manifest 
Manifest, make yes. it happen. We'll we live in Thailand. Yeah. Guys, so come on and visit. Yeah. Yes, it's on the way. Actually, I mean, we're we're planning on doing maybe Vietnam, Cambodia, potentially Thailand. Peter lived in Thailand for a while, so he would want to go back. I would love to find you guys out there and just like hug and be, and we can watch Netflix together and not feel shame. Yeah. <laughs> eat Doritos. <laughs> yeah. And, and be like, Doritos, that's do what you guys want to go out now? No. <laughs> no. Why? Why would we want to do that? Sounds <laughs> terrible. So it's time to dive deep and look into the holistic perspective of travel. We believe traveling is an investment in you. So our mission is to inspire you to book that flight, check that item off your bucket list, and go on that adventure. And our hope is to ignite connections all over the world. So Berta, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Can you tell us, what would you say to folks who want to do exactly what you do, pay off the debt, travel for a year, what kind of advice would you give them? Shoot, your shot. shoot yes. Number one, definitely shoot your shot. So that's a lot easier said than done. So I think this 1.5 to that would be be nice to yourself. Yeah. Be honest with the be honest and be open with the things that you feel. Are you scared? Sit and be scared. You have every right to be scared. Is it intimidating? Great. Sit and think about how intimidating it is because you have every right to be intimidated by a scary thing. I think the danger in telling people to shoot their shot is to is making people feel like they shouldn't be afraid. Uh, be afraid. Understand that you're scared because you're about to do something outside of your comfort zone, but become friends with it. Like walk with it. Understand that this it's part of the process. I was scared too. I'm sure you guys were scared right before you jumped off and did your things. Sure. And be nice to yourself while you're scared. You know, go slowly and let the people in your life know that you're doing the scary thing so they can support you. Um, because shooting your shot doesn't have to be this crazy jumping off a cliff thing. It could also be a awesome and gentle and comforting learning experience for yourself. Yeah. That's good advice. Thank I love you. that. I love it doesn't that. have to be a slam dunk, right? It could be a layup. Yep. Yes. It could be a layup. Like it could be just, I kind of like that. That was, you know, usually you're not that witty, but I like that. I'm kidding. <laughs> that was smooth. Like, that was I'm smooth. kidding. Damn, that was like a punch. She just knows how to go and just rip Boom. it. <laughs> She'd be like, nope. It's a co-host thing. Again, it's a yin and yang. You're up here. She's going to come bring you down here. It's a dance. <laughs> I do have one last question. Yes. Because from listening to you and observing you, you have a bit of a potty mouth. So I'd like to know what your favorite curse word is. Oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, so many, so many curse words have just like <laughs> gone across my head like a banner. It's like they're like they're like fireworks. Which one is speak, which one is speaking to you? Which one is speaking to you? It's like the crystal. <laughs> which one are you trying? Reach up and grab one. Because <laughs> right now I'm like, find me, find me. Favorite curse word, like come into my come into my soul. The one that's coming to my head right now is balls, which isn't even really a curse word. It's just like. Or balls and like ball sack, which is funny because I don't have either. That's of those so things. funny. I say but that. Too. <laughs> I, say I, that. Too. I always say it's hot as balls. I'd be like, it's hot as ball sacks. And I don't know what that I means. Say it's hot I as balls. Have, I don't even have balls. But maybe it's maybe it has to do with the fact that it's like taking that word for myself because balls and ball sack means it tends to personify like strength or whatever. I'm like, whatever. I'll own the word too. I have balls. Well, do you add it to like like amaze balls or? I love saying that. That's fine. Yeah. Like, or oh, do you just ball say balls? I'll say both. So I'll be like, it's hot as balls. I'm tired as balls. It's expensive as balls. Or sometimes I'll just be fresh and be like, oh, ball sack. Oh, that's ball sack. Honestly, like how much is that? That's ball sack. 
It doesn't have to be a positive, strong thing. It also just be like, the word ball sack just seems so like, you think about a ball sack, it's just like, <laughs> it just hangs there. You'd be like, okay. It just hangs. It's sort of sad looking. Anatomically, they're not strong things. I don't know why we associate balls with Oh my God, it's so funny. Sack. So I'm just like, oh man, that, that deal with ball sack. I'm not going to buy that. Ball sack. <laughs> That's the first I've ever heard that, that, one. that That's a new one. See, this is why I like asking. I love, because you never know. You just like threw us a curveball and yeah. that's great. Yeah. The F word is usually like, the F word is on top. F word is on top. Because you can use one. it for now, so, it's so versatile. Yeah. Yes. That was the first firework, but I was like, there's got to be something else in there. Like, if I'm being real to the balls in me, <laughs> what is like, what are, what's in there? What's the boss? What's the, what's the soul ball <laughs> sack? Try to tell me. <laughs> I like the There world. you go. Okay, All so right. Bernard, how can our listeners find you on this World Wide Web? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at HeyBerna, Hey, H-E-Y-B-E-R-N-A, oh hey. Mm. I'm on YouTube, HeyBerna as well, youtube.com slash HeyBerna. I'm on Facebook, HeyBerna. And our podcast is Ticket to Blog with the number two. So I can be found on all of those channels. And we will have all of those handles on a so- on show. Damn it. Show me. God for editors. <laughs> Lord. This is what I got to deal with. Why take so long? <laughs> it's so funny to go through and be like, we were tired. Nope. Cut that out. That was weird. Like, that why'd you weird. say that? Girl. <laughs> it is what? 9 a.m. here? Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't had my tea yet. Mm. No, whatever that have means. Have the tea. Have the tea. <laughs> have the tea. Have the meditation. Have the Cardi B dance workout. Exactly. But thank you, thank you so, so much, much. This was so fun. We do hope we connect at some point, and we'd love to hang out with you guys. Yes. yes. Thank you so and much do for some Cardi Crump. me. Cardi Crump. Oh, can we make that a hashtag? Oh my God! Look at this. This would be such a good boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need a photographer. Just that together would have been so beautiful. We'll, we'll come to you. I'll come to Thailand. We'll Cardi Crump together. Awesome. Yes. Y'all heard it first on Chronicles Abroad. Miss Hayburner herself mm, mm, is going to be coming mm, to yeah. Chiang Mai and we're going to Cardi Crump. Cardi B Crump. Say the full name, B. Cardi B Crump. You're right. She didn't do all that work not to, say, <laughs> not to get her, her name cut off. She's Cardi B. Sorry, Queen. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Chronicles Abroad. Please support us by sharing this podcast through your social media platforms. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Follow us on Instagram and hit that like button at Chronicles underscore abroad. Find us online at our website, chroniclesabroad.com, for tips, resources, and ways we can collaborate. So don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Until then, beautiful people, thanks for listening. Music by Stephanie James and Almighty K-Rock, produced by Adam Marcus.